Hello, my name's Peter Barron and on behalf of Sars Radio and freakytrigger.co.uk I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office, the podcast that discusses the lost and the found and the not very profound. We're back for a final run before someone takes the Lost Property Office off my hands, thankfully. And as my guests will confirm, the tumble-down pit that is the Lost Property Office is threatening everything else in my office. That's true. We all lose stuff. Trains of thought, which seems an odd way to transport thought when you think about it. But we all find stuff too. And as they say, finders keepers, losers weepers. Well, today my guests will be weeping and keeping, because this is not just a fake podcast, property, Lost Property Office. This is a real university lost and found. I've invited my guests to have a rummage downstairs to see what they can find. So welcome this week's intrepid Lost Properteer, writer, broadcaster, producer and Red Sox fan, Elisha Sessions. Thank you very much, Pete. Thank that, you very much. Does that sum up who you are? Oh, man, totally. That's, I mean, all, that's all I need. I definitely thought on Red a Sox CV, fan that's all. I, on a CV, it would just be, boom, that really just put Red Sox fan. That's all you want. One bullet point. Yes. Um, so you've been downstairs. You've seen. I have. It's um. It's a. It's uh. It's amazing. Yes. Um, there's a lot there. Yeah. It's there's a lot there, and you're probably bored of it because you you know you see this pile every, of junk every day every day. Yeah. But it, for me, it was brand new. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff down there. There's and a lot. You've, you've bought – you're the person who's bought the most stuff up. <laughs> well, it's to my – it seems like it kind of falls into – into a few broad categories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna tell you what I think they are, and yeah. you tell me if I've missed anything. In your lost property office, the real lost, actual, tangible lost property office that is currently several floors beneath us yeah. here, um, is are several categories of things. Yeah, glasses. Yes, not glasses. Sunglasses, prescription glasses. Yeah, glasses. Uh, USB sticks. Yeah, a lot of those, though less than they used to be. Right. I think the cloud is taking over a touch. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, a couple of phones, few phones. Yep, few phones. Phones actually do often get back to people because they come to us, we can ring them, or they ring us, so yeah. they're, they're, they are findable. Yep. Lots of clothes. Lots of clothes. And what kind of clothes would you say is the most common clo- clothes? I don't know. I mean, clothes? Clothing, clothing items. Clothes? Clothes. Uh, um, uh, you get a surprise. I mean, you know, scarves, obviously. Scarves, a lot of scarves, a few jackets. Right. right. Particularly sort of springtime when it's cold on the way in but warm on the way out. Yeah. And you forget, like you don't, you don't have a habit. In spring, autumn, it's easy to forget these things because you don't. Yeah. You don't. You haven't been wearing a scarf like every day for no. the past two months. No. But you're you got- just sort of testing it out, and you forget. You're like, oh, what? What? But there is every single I- other item of clothing down. Every single like, other kind, and the worst ones to get are the gym kits. And you do get a lot of <laughs> slightly soiled gym kits, which aren't very pleasant. All it needs is one trip to the gym, and that is a pretty gross bag. It's a slightly soiled gym kit. Right. Well, anyway, we're going to get onto that stuff later. But first, I want to talk about the things you've lost in your life. Okay. Okay. So here's the very first question. Yeah. Um, what have you lost, which is uh, the well, greatest personal or monetary value or oof. to you? I mean, what? Well, I mean, I lose, you know. Are you a loser? <laughs> I lose lots of things. You know, I mean, I lose money constantly yeah. through my own stupidity, but... Is that actually losing or spending? Cause that's, spending. Oh, that's different. That's not losing. It kind that's, of is, though, really. But it feels like that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, I thought about this question before I came in. Good, because I did ask you to prepare. Um, yeah. I didn't, I, as you'll you can probably tell, I didn't really prepare that much, but I, uh, but I did think about something I'd lost, and there is something, a pretty... Uh, pivotal point in my life i lost i lost something very 
meaningful, not valuable in a monetary mm-hmm. sense, but Personal. meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaningful, a meaningful thing. I lost a very meaningful, a physical object. Lost what, what, a, was it? what was it? What was it? Small deer skull. Okay. Uh, with the names of uh, several almost imaginary softball teams written onto the onto the front of the skull in felt tip pen, right. uh, mounted. It, it was actually only half of a deer skull mounted onto a door chime, like one of those, one of those like uh, one of those wooden things with the, with some little some strings. Like uh, a wind chime, like a wind chime. Type yeah, thing, but, but to, made to be mounted on a door, right. so that when you open the door, the it sort of uh, made this wooden clunky noise along with. It was actually, it was kind of a fairly nice noise. There's some some sort of piano wire uh, stretched across, so that the chimes would have something to tinkle upon. So, so we're basically talking about a. A deer skull. Deer skull. Half of a deer half skull. Half of a deer. The top half of the bottom the top it, half, I guess. It had been broken at some point. Right. In the past, there was a disagreement, dispute, and this skull was the object of, of physical contention. Right. And it smashed, smashed on the ground and half it smashed and half of it uh, shattered into bits. So you need to and tell me other, more about this. Than the yes. other half was mounted on a, on a door chime. Right. So this, the history of this skull right. then. So this skull uh, was the trophy of for a softball tournament mm-hmm. that my parents began attending in 1976 right. when I was two years old. Right. Just I also you. attended that inaugural edition of but wasn't very useful to the team I'm guessing I think Mascot. I probably provided some sort of moral support right yes to uh, the team that my parents were playing on which is called the Tennessee Trash right uh, see the people who showed up here to Jacksboro Tennessee I grew up in Knoxville Tennessee mm. the people who Jacksboro is about a, I don't know hour hour and a half drive from Knoxville out in the middle of just absolutely nowhere um, the people who showed up to the softball tournament were and are People, because it continues today, it's still going every year. There is a softball tournament on Memorial Day in Jacksboro, Tennessee. Right. Um, the people who would show up were affiliated really only by politics. Right. They were are uh, left wingers. Right. The, the the in a hostile environment. Yeah, I was about to say down in down in Tennessee. So they needed things like and continue to do need, need things like uh, something like this. They you feel you feel a connection. Yeah, yeah. When you're under assault. Yeah. You know, uh, and to be a left winger and you need to group together. You need to find something. Something. To... There's a. It's easy to make friends when you're <laughs> when you're uh, when you know when when you find someone. It, anyway, so. Uh, so people came from all over the region, people from all over the southeast. So the teams were Tennessee Trash, the Kentucky Feelers, mm-hmm. uh, whose chant was "Feel," and you do you, you yeah, kind of you do, your, do your hands, do your fingers, feel. It's kind of a scary, creepy, it's kind yeah, of a creepy, creepy chant. You remember um, that from when you would say, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, there was the um, the Carolina Creepers, okay. the Virginia Culture Vultures. And that was pretty much it. Uh, there would be, from time to time, there would be some sort of novelty teams that would come mm-hmm. along if a whole group of people came in from somewhere. For instance, there's some people from North Carolina uh, teamed up with some people from Ohio. Right. They were called the Norhio something or other. You know, whatever. Good. I mean, but you're, you're, you're basically all the, all the left-wingers in the four or five states um, all <laughs> yeah. together in one place. Yeah. 
Yeah, for uh, for a weekend of revelry, yeah. you know, and fun, and uh, the you know the softball itself, I would say, was really just an excuse um, to get together uh, in a big farmhouse and have a party all weekend long. Um, now I could go on about this. I attended many of these things. Mm. Um, now, when I was a teenager, I thought it'd be fun to bring some of my friends. Yeah. You know, to come. Of course. Because it's a crazy thing. Yeah, and it's like you, you remember it from the child. Come along. I didn't remember. Program. I was continuing to go every year, year. Every year. So I wanted to bring them along, and I thought, you know, this at this awesome, point, yeah. I'm like, I can't remember. I'm like, am I a teenager then? Yeah, I'm a teenager. I'm like 18, 19 years old. Um, and I, uh, so I bring them along. We have a great time. You know, they, they think it's, you know, it's, it's fantastic. I really enjoy There's a tradition, though, okay? Mm-hmm. At the softball tournament, the full name of which is the uh, the uh, let's see, how does it go? The you know the every year be sort of the, the I think that year was probably something like the 18th or the 16th annual memorial intermountain all star no star spiritual convention chicken pluck and round robin softball memorial tournament, right. something like that. And or as I like to call it, the, the commies. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, there's a tradition at this thing to steal the trophy. Right. Which is the Bambi. Yeah. The Bambi. Which is the deer's head. Being this deer's head, which somebody had found in like year two or year three out in the woods and decided to be an appropriate trophy. Sounds, sounds good to me. Right. The winning team. The winning team, uh, you know, often it was very contentious which team mm. actually won. Yeah. It was called a round robin softball memorial tournament. Really, frankly, there was probably about a game and a half played every year. Um, the winning team would get this trophy. Uh, now, Kentucky had established themselves as particularly egregious thieves right. of uh, the Bambi. They always, they were sore losers, essentially. Yeah, basically. They're a bunch of crybabies. Uh, and so – but we thought it would be fun because Kentucky had actually – had they won the previous year? Yeah, I think they had. They'd won the previous year. So we thought it would be pretty cool, me and my teenage friends. To get it back. To get also. it back. Yeah. Right. So we calculated. Mm-hmm. Kentucky had won. Mm-hmm. It was the last big event, last big event of the of the weekend, which was the uh, Long Hitter Seafood Supper on Monday. Uh, on Monday, right? So we we're looking. There's there's a, there's the team leader sort of frying up a bunch of seafood, mm-hmm. and he's got the Bambi right next to him, right next to the fryer. And we figured out a distraction. Kind of my friend uh, Josh would distract him, and I'd go in and get it. Right. We did it. It worked. The plan worked excellent, perfectly. Excellent planning. We were we were peeing ourselves yeah. because we didn't know what to do with it. We Once didn't you know, had it. Yeah, we like, had it. We didn't know. And, you know, and we, then we still got to carry on like as if happened. nothing's yeah. happened. Yeah. So we knew that this was serious. What we just done. We hid the Bambi out in the woods mm-hmm. with the idea that we would leave, drive around to the other side of the woods, go back into the woods and get it. Yeah, and no, then we, no. and then that's it. Which is a very good idea because as we were leaving, we uh, were about to pull out with the car. See you guys later. And uh, and here comes uh, here comes a couple of dudes mm. from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So like, excuse me, sorry, Jeez. excuse me, hey Eli, c- come here for a second. Come here for a second. Get out of the car for a second. Here, hold on. Yeah, just stand over there. And his friend comes in and uh, basically rifles through the entire car. Right. Looks, in, yeah. looks in the trunk. Where's our trophy? Looks in the trunk. And I'm like, we guys, we're like, I can't believe I you would is. think we have anything to do with this. People. Yeah. Yeah. 
So <laughs> you think so? We, but yeah. we were we were out. We did it. We we did it. So that summer, right? I am going to work on a boatyard with my uncle mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he was a cabinetry. He did cabinetry for boats. So I don't know. God knows why this. I thought this is a good idea. I have no. <laughs> I have no skill with my with. Carpentry with my hands. You didn't in general. know that then. You didn't know that then. So well, much. yeah. So I go up there and um, I've got the Bambi with me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with it. I'm bringing it with me. I don't know why I brought it with me. I don't. I, sh- I should have just left it. You know. I don't know. Maybe at my parents house or something. But I bring it with me. I'm on the Metro North Railroad from mm-hmm. New York City to uh, my uncle Brad's boatyard in Mamaroneck, New York. Well, it's not his boatyard, but he works there. And I've got all my luggage, all my stuff. And this little, little uh, cardboard box yeah. with the Bambi inside. And it's marked fragile yes. all over it, right? Because it is. I fall asleep, okay, on the train up there. It's a long trip. Long trip. Well, not that long, really. It's really not that long. Um, and uh, the doors open and the announcement comes on. I jolt awake. It's Mamaronek. I got to get out. Grab everything. I grab everything. Yeah. I grab everything. Get out of there. I'm standing on a platform. Train takes off. I don't have the Bambi. Oh, no. Where is it? It's on the train still. Of course it's on the train. And I can see the train leaving. Mm. I can see it. But you can, you can like, talk to a guard or something. Or there must be someone on the station you could yeah. get to say, look, that. Yeah, well, guess guess where the lost and found for the Metro North is. Grand Central Grand Station. Grand Central, of course it is, yeah. New York uh, City. Yeah. It's going to take a while to get there as well. It's going, it's going out first. and someone It's might... going out first. Admittedly, someone opens a box, they're unlikely to take it. But they might. A cardboard box with fragile marked over it, all over it. I think maybe that's going to look a little tempting to somebody. Anyway, I tell Just my thanks. uncle about it. I'm yeah. like, I swear him to secrecy. I'm like, yeah. you cannot tell my parents. You can't tell anybody about this. It's like nobody knows about this. And he's like, okay, look, we'll go down to New York in a couple of days. We'll 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 Sweet ask at Grand Central. So we go down to Grand Central, like, I can't remember, five days later, six days later. And I had never seen The Lost and Found at Grand Central. And huge, aren't they? Somebody places, needs to write yeah. a book about this. Oh, I mean, it's incredible. The one in London as well. It's yeah, huge. massive. Yeah. And I go up there <laughs> and I ask the guy. I'm like, so he's like, so what did you lose? And I'm like, how do I describe this? It's a deer skull. Well, so it's a deer skull. Uh, Well, half a deer skull mounted on a on a door chime. Uh, on a wooden door chime was in a cardboard box with fragile marked all over it. He just looks at me. I mean, the things that they must get. Yeah, you yeah. Know. But you do remember that kind of stuff. When you get weird stuff in, you do remember that stuff. You go, yeah. And then you often play with them. Because it's like something like that. You what, Describe it to me. Oh, no, what kind of deer is it? You know? Well, he went in. He went. He just sort of didn't say much. <laughs> yeah. And he walked off. And he was away for a long time. And he came back. And he was said, I don't, we don't have anything like that. So it's still out there. <sighs> that was it. It's still out there. Who knows? Could be Who somewhere. knows? So I actually – that was – I was like my first year of college. I didn't go back. You didn't go to the tournament. I was too ashamed yeah. of what yeah. had happened. And I – it years passed mm. and I didn't go back. So you like, mixed it for five, six years? And people started giving me a hard time about it. Did they think maybe you'd – You'd gone to the dark side. It was you'd, you'd become right wing. It was obvious what I'd done. It's no, like my you guilty become right wing. No, but my no, no. I mean, my guilty conscience. Yeah, I mean, it's like a beacon in the dark. It was obvious, but I continued to deny it. And finally, I was convinced to go back mm. uh, to the tournament. But 
uh, I was told that I should go a day early. Mm. So I went a day early. And not many people are there a day early. No. Just the hardcore. Yeah, they, they want to prepare and get a bit of... You might even refer to them as they refer to themselves as the Council of Elders. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. No, I'll go with that. And they, I was told that I needed to explain myself... To the Council of to Elders. To the Council of Elders. And explain what had happened to the Bambi. And did you? A story I had never told. Well, and before that, I needed to get uh, smacked on the ass with a fly swatter in the shape of Elvis Presley. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's given. Yeah, Obviously. Which happened. And then I had to explain myself in literally enclosed in a circle of aging hippies who were looking at me with unkind expressions well, on their faces. You, know, you, you destroyed the sacred. I did. It did. Tat. It was sacred. And I like to think that I was operating well within the traditions mm. of the softball tournament, of stealing a trophy. However, nobody had really quite made off with it, never brought it back, and never come back to the tournament. That I crossed the line there. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. Well, you lost it, though, so fair enough. You know. So I started explaining this whole story. Yeah. That I just explained to you, to the people to whom it mattered the most. But halfway through, somebody somebody in the back goes, start, goes boring! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I explained it, and everything seemed to kind of be okay. Yeah. And then one of the elders comes, comes out of this outer circle mm. and into where I was, into the inner – into the center into of the, the circle. Sanctum. And she says, well, Eli, it sounds like – Maybe you didn't really lose the Bambi. Mm. Maybe the Bambi lost you. Right. Okay. Was she, was she in a robe at the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I imagine so if you, it. If you, you feel That's the, how I think of it in my head. You, you made your peace with the Bambi now then. You well, know? she told me. She's like, I don't know if you know what happened to the other half. Mm. I said, no, I don't. And she said, well, there was a fight over it. It fell on the floor. The other half was shattered, but someone scooped up those shards Mm -hmm. of the Bambi, and some of those shards made Bambi dust, Mm -hmm. which was added to not to more than one Bloody Mary and the annual Bloody Mary draw. Bloody Mary draw very important, yeah. But other of the shards were kept, and I have them here in this bag, and I would like to present them to you. Oh, so you you got the these bits of dust and she said you can now do with them as you wish right and what did what did you do with them well because <laughs> it's a bag of just dust right I mean it's all no, it's like it was a bag of, of, bone, of bone shards no there were yeah. actual shards of bone right so I didn't know what to do with them no and I certainly knew that suddenly I was going to be the target of people who wanted to steal it yes of course yeah so I hid them as best I could didn't want to let Kentucky get their hands on them that's for sure no what I want to do with them was give them back to the person that, that they had been taken from, mm. um, which I did, although the problem was he wasn't there yet. Right. And somebody from Kentucky said he was going to give them to him. Oh, it was not the same and then that, yeah. I don't know, man. I gave, and then I gave them to that guy, a guy named Bad Hair. And, uh, I'm not even asking where he's getting that. I'm not sure. I, know, I think I've worked it out. I'm not sure what happened to it after that. Anyway, that's my story. Yeah, that's no, good. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's the six years or so, or the years of not going back because of embar- embarrassment and so on. It ate at me. I bet. I bet. But it's, it's, you've now excised it. It's, it's off your shoulders. My parents didn't even know until I, until I 
told. Yeah. Well, that's kind of hardcore. Yeah. Well done. I mean, it's, it's good to see you get it out again here, and the importance. It's good. Every time I tell it, it's, it's like a little, little therapy. Lighter. That's right. A little it's, bit lighter. It's, so thank you. And you can say, I'll, you know, you can send me the bill later. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we, we like to do. I mean, the next question, I think you've, you've kind of also answered in some ways, but what have you found? So <laughs> you found yeah, the bottom well, half of nah, that. Yeah, that was really the Bambi refinding me, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah. What have I found? I found, jeez, um, uh, I found... Well, I don't know. This doesn't really count. But on the way over here, I was just noting. We're, so we're we're in Russell Square. Yeah. Uh, Bloomsbury. Yeah, Bloomsbury. Yeah. Bloomsbury. Yeah. Bl- not Bloomsbury. 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 It's like Bloomsbury. it's like raspberry. Yeah. It's a blueberry. Bloom. Bloomsbury. Glastonbury. Yeah, Glastonbury. Bloomsbury. You don't say. You know, I noticed that this year's Glastonbury. <laughs> Glastonbury. Everybody, all the American acts were like. Hello, Glastonbury! And that's okay though for American hats. Like you can say Glastonbury. So I can, so I can, can say, say yeah, so yeah, yeah, can yeah. I say that I'm in Bloomsbury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, okay. Yeah, so we're in Bloomsbury. We're in, uh, which is a very historic, yeah. very, I mean, incredible. I mean, every place in the world is historic. It's a stupid thing to say. I hate that, by the way. When people are like, oh my God, I love this city, this town, this town, or this part of the country's got so much history. Mm. It's like every. Part of the world is as old as every single other part of the world. So every – and humans have been living on it for like every part of the world forever. So you you can't say that like this part has like a lot of history compared they, with they another part. more interesting history. Maybe they're, maybe they're missing out. It's got more interesting history or more documented who history. Who is that for you? Who is that? Well, that's, who are they to say it's more, more doc- interesting? Okay, more documented history more do- okay, perhaps. Okay, that's more documented history. Very different. Or more history on display. It's history. Yeah. Historical. Yeah, it's like – so there's a lot of documented yes, history on display on display in the streets in as you walk around yes. Russell Square. Uh, every seems like every house has a blue plaque on it. Yeah, there's a lot of them have. And I actually started thinking, looking at the houses that didn't have a blue plaque, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "What's wrong with you, dude?" Well, some of them are new, so they haven't been there. Long no, long. the old ones. They're old ones. Yeah. Right next to it, there's like, it'll be like four in a row with blue plaques, and then there's like one looks exactly the same as the other ones with no blue. I'm like, "What happened there?" <laughs> There's got to be some not famous people who live there, you know. For that long, though? Yeah, Come on. Possibly. Intellectuals have been living in this part of London for like oh, 200 years, but at it, least. Yeah, but some of them will not not moved into that house. It might be like the, this is the not intellectual house. <laughs> it, the, I just... Only the dimwits live here. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the difficulty is when you get two people, because you, so you've got like the, it is. the double the double header with... Like, Does the that two ever blue. happen? Yeah, you get two. Like, well, the, the famous one recently was when they put a... Blue plaque on a building that Jimi Hendrix lived in, yeah. which was also the same building that Handel lived in when he lived in London. Right. So you've got Handel and Hendrix and two separate blue plaques. Above nice. It. That's quite a nice one. Yeah. yeah. You do get it, but it's, yeah. Well, so I passed one that I thought was, I was like, you know, I never pay attention to these blue plaques. Mm-hmm. I never, uh, you know, they just say like so-and-so, you know, architect or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was just wondering if you had ever, because I had never heard of this person, I thought I'd look her up. Have you ever heard of Lady Ottoline Morel? She invented mushrooms. No, <laughs> no. I, don't, I know. I haven't um, heard of oh, Ottoline. 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 Uh, what's she famous for? What's it say? Well, for? according to Wikipedia, she was an English aristocrat and society hostess, mm-hmm. born uh, June sixteenth, my sister's birthday, uh, eighteen seventy three. Not your sister's birthday. Not my sister's birthday. <laughs> uh, and died nineteen thirty eight. So mm. within my father's lifetime, actually, um, her patronage was influential in artistic and intellectual circles where she befriended writers such as Aldous Huxley, Siegfried Sassoon, T.S. Eliot, and D.H. Lawrence, and artists such as Mark 
Gertler. Yeah, Gertler. Dora Carrington and Gilbert Spencer. Now, this yeah. was on Gower Street. So, okay. Car- yeah, Dora Carrington is, was was related to uh, Lytton Strachey. Strachey. Yes, um, it mentions him. Yeah, and it's all it's all they're all the, that's kind of the blooms that bit of the Bloomsbury set. T. S. Eliot used to work over the road. Yeah, um, from here. So there's yeah, there's. I mean, it's all the Bloomsbury set and all that kind of stuff. So so it turns out she was like she was like a pacifist. Yeah, she had a uh, she you know blah 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 blah. blah. She like you know she basically she's just one of these people um, who people loved you know, but she wasn't uh, an artist no. herself, but she was just one of these magnets. She paid for that she, she paid for parties. You got people she together. paid for parties. That's yeah. what that means. Isn't yeah, it? she had a that's money. what that means. She gave money. She paid for parties. She paid for parties, and people went to the parties. And, and she wasn't like, a complete asshole. Possibly not. You never know. No, come on. But you found you no. Found... I do know because in Wikipedia it says that she was just like universally adored. People, okay. people in which were like, case. no one will ever know what an incredible woman this was with a passion for life and and uh, and uh, you know there were none of those little none of those little like uh, uh, cheat phrases that you read in obituaries uh, yeah, like, yeah, or, like yeah, didn't yeah. suffer fools gladly or whatever. Yes, um, um, uh, had a way with had a sharp way with words. <laughs> yeah, no, um, not like that. But so. So, uh, so I was reading about it. I was like, God, I'm like, here I am. I'm looking at the house. Yeah. These guys, they, they just roll up and just hang out. That's this right here. And uh, But actually, <laughs> I was reading about this, and uh, it says that um, uh, the hospitality offered by the Morels was such that most of their guests had no suspicion that – they were in financial difficulties. Right. Most of them assumed that Ottoline Otel- was a wealthy woman. This is far from being the case. And during 1927, the Morels were compelled to sell the manor house and its estate. The manor house. Yeah. Well, they would have had on a – Gower Street. No, no, moved to the more they, modest quarters in Gower yeah, Street. They would, have had a, they would have had a massive house. I mean this, this is the right. classic story of the 20s. So the Gower is, Street place, that was the dump to, yeah. that they had to move to. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this, is, this, is the, this is the whole sort of backstory to Downton Abbey and all that kind of stuff. You know, the big country pile suddenly really, really expensive to run. Haven't got money coming anymore. Have to sell yeah. the big country pile. Well, she did. She had the big country pile. That yeah. got sold. She, uh, but her main townhouse was forty-four Bedford Square. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you know what? I got time before the show. Before I go meet Pete to do the show, I'm going to go check out uh, forty-four Bedford yeah. Square. No plaque. No, not there. No plaque. Like that's where she was most of her life. Presumably, I think, where I think you only get, I think you only, you're only allowed one plaque in an area as well. So they I had to decide why who, they put it on the down on like the place she was in during the downslope, which mm, had cancer and had like her her jaw removed. Like why put it been, there? Might have been that they wanted it. Often, it's the people who have the house want it, and the people who, you know, so ah. many people say, don't, don't like they lobbied for yeah, it. Yeah, kind of. they asked for it. and That's what they do. That's how it works, and that's okay. what you found. Anyway, I, yeah, exactly. I found uh, I found Lady Ottoline's plaque. Yeah, Lady Ottoline uh, Morell. Morell. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yes. Um, yeah. Well, patronage is very important in all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're doing, a little bit of money always helps. Yeah. These these. Creative invent- adventures going. Where are these people further. gone? Are these people still exist? Yeah, they still exist. They're, yeah. But they're, they're now. But they're, they're all assholes. Like, none of them are nice. No, no, some of them are probably nice. But really? they're philanthropists or they, you know, they're, they're the kids. Uh, they're the kids of rich people. So, Bill and Melinda Gates, they're kids or whatever, if they have any. We'll or, throw. Well, Melinda's probably, you know. Parties bit, for, yeah. like, D.H. Lawrence's yeah, great grandson. Yeah, for a bit. I mean, <laughs> uh, you're, you're um, I don't know, to, to the extent that J.K. Rowling, maybe. I mean, certainly she's thrown quite a lot of money to charity. If she saw something that she wanted to see. So, but that's it. But these days, yeah, less so. Yeah. And maybe that's because people can monetize. Oh, there was a window when people could monetize their art. Of course, that's going away now with the internet. True. But, you know, it's. 
Yeah. Maybe we need patrons again. I could do with a patron. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Me too. Hook me up. A little bit of money to give me a little bit of creative juice. Absolutely. If anybody's listening... The, what's the number to call? If anybody's uh, listening, they can they can just email zero seven nine three one nine one seven six eight nine. Let, let us it. know. That will do it for you, right? So you found a CD downstairs. Um, I'm yeah, just play a little track just to give us a brief. It's been going all straight through half an hour there. Now that let was... me just let me just set this up. Yeah. I have no idea what's on the CD. No, exactly. There are twenty two tracks on the CD, so you yeah. can pick a pick a track number. Uh, number one. Okay, let's see what this is. I have no idea what this is. The C- the only thing that we know about the CD is that on the front it says 1981 to 1982. Yeah. This is... I kind of like it. Being with you. Oh, being with yeah, you. That's what it is. Being with you. I think we should get a second. Yeah, yeah, man. There you go. I can't remember who it's by. Any time? No, it's not an ace paper. It's a bit They're not a great singer. No, it's like competent, but it's it's, it's the so kind random. of thing that you uh, you almost want you want like Peebo Bryson to like really lay into. Yeah, it's no it's no um, it's no Randy Crawford or like that, is it? <laughs> no, so it's probably British then. So it might be an East Bank or something like that. So. Well, that's not bad. Maybe they're not bad. Maybe I'm giving them a bit of double track in there. It's, it's nice and mid-tempo. <laughs> well, I take it back about the singing. I think it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it was a hit. It was a big hit. Yeah, from what I remember. But it's got that. It's got that smooth. It's got that smooth vibe. Yeah. It's got that Rod Temperton vibe. Sun's going down. <laughs> yeah. Time to kick back, put the top down. A little bit of air supply on the radio. Oh yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Oh man. It's got MOR written all over. It. Uh, it's the good life. It's the good life. It's where we are now. It's that time of life, you know. <laughs> yeah, kick back. Oh, well, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let her her sing underneath us, and uh, we can talk about um, a time that you've been lost. A time that I've been lost. Physically oh, lost. okay. Yeah, this is the other one. I've prepared an answer for this. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Great sax, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I miss saxophones. Yeah, I don't really. No, I, no, there was some bad saxophone in the eighties, but yeah, uh, and I know why it died. But yeah, the problem I have this is just a little sorry, total yeah. tangent. Um, but I just need to tell everybody because it really bothers me. Dwayne Eddy, mm-hmm. you know Dwayne Eddy, yeah, the twangy, the twangy guitar, guitar guy. Yeah. Like every one of his songs is like this horrible saxophone in the middle of it. Yeah, it ruins it. Is there anybody out there? Zero seven nine three one nine one seven six eight nine has an edit of Dwayne Eddy. Anything without a saxophone in the middle. Just hook I mean, me up. I must admit, all the, all the Dwayne songs I know, kind of, I know like the first 30 seconds of them, and that's because they were like used as theme tunes and things. And before right, exactly, got, exactly. Before you get to you only saxophone. ever hear yeah. that first like minute before it breaks into this crazy, like yakety sax, kind yeah. of like boogie woogie. Sa- like, seriously, it doesn't matter whatever the, like, 
the chord structure of the song is, the melody, it's all completely out the window. Yeah. And it goes into this, like, sort of double-time Jules Holland boogie-woogie thing with the saxophone on top of it. Every single song. Yeah. Rebel Rouser. Uh, I know what you mean. I Cannon, know what you mean. Uh, cannonball. Uh, like, uh, what? Uh, Caravan. Yeah. You know, all of them. Anyway. Anyway, but you told me you were lost. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, sorry. So I was lost in uh, when I was actually very similar time of my life to the softball story. Right. Um, I went to Amsterdam mm-hmm. for the first and only time of my life. Love the uh, town. I was in – well, I was in Europe. It's the first time in my entire life. I was 20 years old. I had been uh, studying abroad mm-hmm. for six months and uh, I wanted to visit um, some place that was not where I was, which yeah. was Scotland, before I went home. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the very easiest places to get to from the UK, uh, if you don't have very much money, is Amsterdam. Yeah, you get ferried and, over. Uh, yeah, I got the ferry over. It was amazing. Totally blew my mind. Yeah. It was not what I was expecting at all. In the United States, you do not have ferries like this. No. It had a casino on it. Yeah, it had a yeah, disco it's... on it. It was the first, play, the first time I ever heard Short Dick Man by Gillette, <laughs> which completely blew my mind. And I on a ferry as well. D- I mean, yeah. What's that? And on a ferry. Yeah. yeah so it's... I was – and I, uh, yeah, I was on a ferry moving in the water alone in a disco with the lights going, huge disco. Beautiful. Open bar. Well, not an open bar. You had to pay for things. Yeah, but, but it still it was, I was open. sitting there by myself in a huge disco listening to Short Dick Man by Gillette. I just knew this was going to be an awesome – Awesome vacation. Now, but then you got to Amsterdam, like three day <laughs> vacation or whatever, two day vacation. Yeah, I stayed there. I stayed in a youth hostel. I got on the train mm-hmm. after I got off the ferry, yeah, Roscoff or wherever it was. Yeah. Wherever, yeah, yeah, yeah Roscoff, sounds yeah. sounds sounds right. And uh, suddenly, they all just started talking in uh, in Dutch. Yeah, that's what they do. And there wasn't any, on the ferry. They were speaking Dutch and English. All the yeah. announcements were Dutch and English. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the train. There was no English. Yeah, and I know this sounds completely yeah. stupid, no, but, I, but can, yeah. I had never experienced this before. It was my first time in another in a country where they did not speak the language other than a trip I took to Ciudad Juarez with my parents when I was 11. Right. And it – honestly, as a privileged American speaking English and only ever having had to speak English my entire life, it – like the idea – that <laughs> I wasn't going to be spoken English to by an official announcement. Oh, yes. I was like, what? <laughs> what? 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 I, just, I just, like, basically, the fear, basically what was going on in my head was, how can they do this to me? How dare Don't they, they understand yeah. that I am completely lost without this information? Yeah. And it turned out that I was. Yes, yeah. And so... I did kind of make out Central Station or whatever. Yeah. And I get out. Double A's. Yeah. yeah. I get out. Central Station. Central Station. And I start walking down the street. I'm like, it's kind of crazy. It's like not really what I expected. It's like, I mean, it's, it's obviously a big city. But I was like, I don't know, man. It just kind of seems a little dead, you know? Yeah. I like walking around and I'd looking at uh, flyers, uh, like uh, stapled to telephone poles for like – local punk shows which yeah, like still yeah. existed in those days still do and uh, yeah and uh, I guess at that point there was there was mixing into like hardcore GABA techno yeah. but I noticed that at the very bottom of this one flyer it said Rotterdam mm-hmm. 
I'd gotten off in Rotterdam. Ah, uh, right. So, yes, you were off for Amsterdam. You were in the wrong city. I was city. in the wrong city. Yeah. Entirely. Okay, that's pretty lost. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think. Yeah. I don't think we've had see, anyone, where am I? I don't think we've had anyone quite that lost. Yeah. Let's uh, see. Let's see. Why did you go back 20 miles? I think Mark Morris was like six streets off once, but that's. I think that's about the furthest we've been out. I haven't been back there. To this day, I don't know if I got off early or like too late or what. I think early from my understanding. Yeah, probably early. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, well, that's pretty lost. Pretty I lost. Like I yeah, like it took that. me a while. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't like book a room at a no, youth hostel. No, you just you just sorted it out on the fly there. Yeah, sorted it out on the fly. That's the way to do it. Ended so, up you know. going back to so we were going back to Amsterdam, finding a youth hostel. Um, there were some American guys sitting mm-hmm. at this table rolling a giant Join, joint, as and you would asked have. me if I wanted to join them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anybody. I figured I probably should. Uh, got completely out of my mind, just out of my mind yeah. on this weed. And they were like, hey, are you going? The, and, and to make matters worse, they started uh, annoying the hell out of me. And they were like, I don't know, there's just something about them just bought. And they were like, we're going to this, go to this jazz club tonight. You want to come with us? And I was like, God, the last thing I'm thinking in my mind, the last thing I want to do is like go to a fucking jazz club with you guys like in Amsterdam. This is not why I'm here. I'm no. not here to hang out with a bunch of dudes, a bunch of Americans at a well, jazz no, club. Indeed. Yeah, it's that, um, that American abroad. I don't want to, the last thing I want to see is see other, other Americans. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm a, I, you know, I got to bust out. So I'm like busting out. I'm like, I got to go. I'm like doing something. Uh, I'm doing something really important. I had no idea what <laughs> I was doing. But so I went to uh, – but I, what I did do was I rented a bike. Right. And all the bikes over there look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. black, really solid bikes. And so I went somewhere else. I can't remember where. Locked up the bike. Oh, I went to the Van Gogh Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went to the Van Gogh Museum, um, you know, walked around, felt really soulful for a while. Oh. Walked back out. Couldn't find the bike. Well, there was like 120 bikes <laughs> all the bikes that look all look exactly the same. I am high out of my mind. <laughs> Short-term memory is a serious problem here. Yeah. And I have no idea which one, which bike is mine. Yeah. It's locked. And it's locked up. And they're all the same keys as well. They're all, they're all, the same, same, yeah, they're all the same exactly locks. the same. Exactly the same. And I probably spent 45 minutes finding my bike. <laughs> Eventually, I found it. Well, that's good. You found it. So, so I lost my bike. Found my bike. That's good. A lot of lost and found. Good. A lot of lost and found, lost and found a bit there. Well, I, now I want you to talk about some of the stuff you found downstairs. Uh, oh right, yeah. Let's grab the book first. Okay, the, so this the is the, nice the girl who played with fire, Stieg Larsson. Did you, yeah. did you ever read this? I've not read any of them. No. You didn't read any of them. I saw the films. I saw the which ones? The, well, because there's two different sets. The films means you're talking about the the Swedish ones or whatever, because there's only one film in the. Oh, yeah, right. The American one, so far. There's, there's one American film. Yeah. So you saw the Swedish film? Yes, yeah, the Swedish film. What did yeah. you think about the Swedish film? I didn't I, see them. The first one I liked a lot. The other two kind of got a bit bogged down. Exactly the way the books are. And so it's very faithful there, to the yeah. books. Yes, yeah, so I understand. Yes. Very faithful to the books. Yeah, you sort of give – apparently you give you give your uh, trust to the lead character in the first one and then watch her get completely destroyed in the other two. And it gets more and more depressing. And She kind of gets destroyed in the – you know, in this one too. I mean yeah. it's, it's – uh, so that's the girl who played with fire, which is the second one. The right? second one, yeah. yeah. And I mean, she's she's a, in the first one. She is a well drawn. There's just something about her that you like, yeah. you know. the The protagonist, the journalist protagonist, is. There's also something about him you like. He's a bit more bland, a bit more by the numbers. But yeah. there's something about her. There's a lot of cliches about her, but there's something about her that's that's interesting. But then he sort of proceeds to really put her through the ringer, yeah, through everything, that, yeah. and it's you know. And I know that the guy before he died, he was a feminist, yeah. and he like was a crusader um, for uh, helping, you know, like exposing 
it, like issues around battered women yeah, and like things like that. I mean, that. so the guy I know the guy is a good dude, but I still can't help feeling that there is a slight sense of like, let me just read you the first sentence. Okay. Okay. The first sentence of the girl who played with fire. Okay, um, she lay on her back, fastened by leather straps to a narrow bed with a steel frame. The harness was tight across her rib cage. Her hands were manacled to the side of the bed. She had long since given up trying to free herself. She was awake, but her eyes were closed. If she opened her eyes, she would find herself in darkness. The only light was a faint strip, and it goes on, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, goes, yeah. it was the 43rd day of her imprisonment. It goes on, and it's like... There's got to be a degree I, of enjoyment out there. It's yeah, like, yeah, I know! It's like, I get it. It's like, I, I don't, but I don't get it. It's like... It always it makes me think of this classic one of the immortal lines from The Simpsons when mm-hmm. The Simpsons are sitting around watching Fox television and uh, there's an ad on their TV that says sexual harassment in the workplace three women sizzling hot tails <laughs> yes you know? indeed yeah it's a little there's bit... always a bit of that isn't there there's that, that sort of uh, prurience and this thing was huge these books were oh, huge, huge everywhere like, yeah. they were huge first they were huge well not maybe not first but they were huge in France right yeah huge in France before they had even been translated into English right they were everybody everybody was reading these books and I just France is not the most feminist place on earth you know it's uh, one of the most sort of gender stereotype traditional places and I just don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know that's all I really yeah it's interesting sort of it's root out of of Sweden so it kind of has its cake and eats it too a little bit but that first book I don't know maybe I'll give the first book a read and I give the and I you know the the first film is good I think the other two just get bogged down with I also have to give the uh, publishing company the you know props for putting out the books because usually things like this, books like this, the whole idea is that oh man, it's a hit, everybody loves it. Mm. We can and it's going to be a series. You can get ten books out of this guy, but the guy was already dead before yeah. the first one even came out. So Which, you know, I mean, the, the publishing company. I just note, note on the side there is uh, a is Quirkus Quirus. What's it called? Yeah, so, I'm not sure. This looks like it might be a very early version. Macklehose Press, an yeah. imprint of Quirkus. So, so well, and whether that's the Swedish company, they they did their own Quirkus thing over here. But surely it must have been tied to a big publishing. First company. published in Great Britain in 2009 by Macklehose Press. Mm. Have you ever heard of these people? Never heard of those. 21 no. Bloomsbury Square, my friend. Around the corner. Well, it might be part of Bloomsbury or something like that. An um, imprint of Quirkus. Yeah, <laughs> not heard of them either. I guess maybe they they were the ones who took the chance. Maybe, but man, I hope they. Uh, I hope they surely someone else has bought it off them and made loads of money off it. Cause... Well, I hope Quirkus. Yeah, I'm not, I must admit, I've never heard them do anything else as well. So, who knows? Anyway, another number between one and twenty-two. Let's just get a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to say twenty. Okay, twenty. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I think the the, the clear that the numbers on the front were the year it's from. I'm guessing. Cause, yeah. So let's see if you recognise this one. Oh my god. Oh dear. Okay, just cut this. Just yeah. forget. No, forget. I can't, I can't yeah. listen to this. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we listen to something else? Okay, bad well, choice. Well, no, uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait until the next, the last song. That's all right, it, all right. All right. Ebony, Ebony and Ivory is a terrible song. Oof. Oof. There's so much in it. You know, it's like Stevie Wonder, so much good, but so much bad. Yeah. Paul yeah. McCartney, similar. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, who am I breaking? Except you've got to reverse those. So much bad, but so much. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Who, who, who do you blame for Ebony and Ivory more? 
Um, it feels more like, I mean, even though it has that. I blame of, 1981. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Let's, we're, we're pop stars. Let's sort out racism. Yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe not. So your second item. Now, your second item is the largest item in the world. Oh, yeah. Item. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about this. Okay, so I brought up a suitcase. Yeah, a whole suitcase. Let's see what's in it. Yes. Okay, I'm going to try to drag it up here so you can hear the sound of me. Yeah, look at that. I mean, that's a big it suitcase. It's, uh, it's certainly not carry-on luggage. That's going in the hold. Okay. I mean, I've seen people try and get stuff like that in. I'm going to put this on the table. Okay. Okay. Oh, yep. There we go. Good noises. Uh, all right. Okay. Now. Now. Okay. We've got... We've got some cute shorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're on, very on the short shorts. Pants, yeah. Very short shorts. Short shorts, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, short, fairly short shorts. Okay, we've got um, some kind of lingerie. Yeah, well, it's modest lingerie. I yeah, would say. purple cami top might expose the midriff just a little bit, but it uh, no, it's 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 modest. I yeah, think it's got a little know. bow on it, a little pink bow on it, so. Yeah, Mormons might approve. We're happy. We're happy to say this is purple, this is a, a little woman's, lacy, a woman's item of clothing. Lacy number, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, this is. Well, you never know. No, you never know. That's yeah, true. never I'm not, know. I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, second guess anyone. Some fairly large uh, pink um, jammies, jammy bottoms with I mean, uh, hearts you know, all over them. They're large and as much as you. You want to have nice loose pajamas. You, you know? do want to have nice loose pajamas, and actually. There's an here, see here's a very this is a very nice shirt yeah, uh, starchy it's a very starchy sort of white button oh, it's very creased obviously shirt yeah with some darts in the back yeah. well tailored some darts around the bust is area some kind of work shirt you think uh, um, I don't think this one well oh, it's got a tag on the side what's the, ta- what's the tag say it says what does it say Tibets 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 I'm gonna say Tibets <laughs> well yeah um it's a very nice shirt though. And it's uh, it's a shame that somebody's going without it. Um, it's a work shirt, though. It's yeah. a work shirt. And it's not nearly as large as these other... Yeah, it looks very tight again. Items. I mean, I think she's quite small, this person. I think it's small, maybe with a big ass? Maybe? <gasps> I don't, I, you can't tell from... You can't tell it's from... It's really big short, pajama short, bottoms. Yeah, you, pajama bottoms are big, though. You know, they are yeah, big. Yeah, okay, okay. Or it might be uh, her MC pa- hammer pants or something. Now, the, this I would love. Oh, yeah. Very this. furry, really, like... Super awesome uh, fake fur uh, vest, yeah. Which I would just love, but it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit too small for me. Yeah, but I even mean, from that, you can get the, get the height. Anything else in there? That's, um, I mean, there's loads of it. It's, it's, a a full, jumper, it's a very full suit. Very guys. full. We've got a jumper. We've got some kind belt. Of, there's another shirt. We've there. got another shirt here. Oh, okay. All right, Saint John ambulance. Uh, so, oh, interesting. It's a yeah. ambulance shirt with the with the logo on the with the logo on the front. So, do you think this person works for Saint John? An- Possible John's? volunteer, probably ambulance, probably a volunteer. Or or it's a thrift store find, and they are like doing the whole I don't irony think, thing. I don't think that's the case here. I think that's a vol. I mean, we do have a society here, so, so. more short shorts, or is that a top to go? Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a uh, a skimpy top. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Oh, that's. Uh, I mean, she's she's rocking beige. Yeah, yeah. It's, she's it's loving her neutrals. Color. Loving her neutrals, except for the pink and the purple. The yeah. purple. It's nighttime. Like, that's nighttime, when she turns nighttime. it on. Nighttime. She comes out with that's it. That's right. She turns it on. It's only for the 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 elect. Yes. Those the those colors. Um, we've got a really really nice hoodie. Yep. Jacket thing. Again, very small. Too small for me, unfortunately. Anything else in there that's not clothes? Um. 
Let's the see. reading matter, any... Uh... Uh, we've oh, got... oh, hello, what's that? Oh, well, that's colourful. It's like a... Really nice African scarf. Yep. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's green and uh, black. I don't see any non-clothes yep. items in here. It's kind of weird, like... You know, I don't know about you, Pete, but when I travel with a suitcase... It's full of books. It's well, full of stuff as well. I mean, well. It, there's going to be a lot of clothes in there, yeah. but it's not 100% clothes. No, with shoes as well. And, yeah. You know, and yeah, there's going to be... A few things. There'll it's be things. A few stu- a couple, you maybe, don't have any hand luggage. A couple yeah. of stuff. So I'm not sure what But it might be that this, story is, was. this is... She's put all her stuff in here and she's just left it in lost property because she doesn't need or want this stuff anymore. Yes. Yeah. Seems kind of decadent. More tra- well, hey, decadence is... Russell. Russell, one of those, uh, Russell, one of those yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, Russell Rus- Athletic. Oh, Russell yeah. Athletic. Yeah. Good for Russell Square, too. Hey, <laughs> very good. Um, well, yeah, that's... Let's see if the, oh, wait, oh, hang on. Oh. There's something no. in, the, in the slip. Is it just information about the case, or...? No, this is a... Oh, this is an iron-on patch. Oh. Which would be perfect. Russell Square has seen many... Uh, you know, jumpers with elbow patches on. Yeah, I'll in, bet. In, in, yeah, in, yeah, in its yeah, time. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like if you... Hang around here, you kind of... They, they grow automatically. Yeah, they grow automatically all the clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I only wear T-shirts, because that way there's no elbows. Yeah. And look, it's two. Two, two, two so sets. One, 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 one blue, one, one blue, nice. one... Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of well, it. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, I think you found a lot there. I think yeah. you found a lot. Now we've got to put it all back. That's now. it. But, but whilst, whilst we're in the process of putting it back all, we're trying to work out, here comes the killer question of the show. Um, this is the this is the big philosophical question that we cap the show off with, which is a, I don't think I remember what this is going to be. What, what what has been lost to humanity that if it oh, fa- if it was found again? Okay, I didn't prepare this. At that's all. No, but that's good because you can say it in your gut here. What has been lost? What has been lost to the world? It can be a thing. It can be an attitude. It can be. But what has been lost that if was reclaimed or rediscovered would make the world a better place? What has been lost to the world? Yeah. What has been lost to humanity? Yeah. What what have we lost? That if it were refound or reclaimed or reclaimed, or we brought it back, would make the world a better place. Would make the world a better place. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, where do you start? Exactly. Well, you start with whatever the first thing that comes into your head. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we go with. Yeah, I mean, where do you even? But I want to come up. I want. I want something good for yeah, you, Pete. I, I know, want to make I it know, good. I know. I want to make it good. Um. Oh man. I mean, what are, what are your what are your passions in life? I want to say like not being afraid of eating raw egg in a in in I'm of, you I'm know. Not, I'm not afraid of eating raw eggs. Orange Julius in yeah. the in the in the malls of America. Yeah, used to put a raw egg in their in their in their drinks. Yeah, you can still you can still get a raw egg in a drink. Where you can get if I if I went to if I went down to the Dorchester and asked for a you know a, a bull shot with a or a prairie oyster, they would do it for you. Yeah, raw egg. Yeah, yeah, and they use raw egg in the cocktails, of course. You know the the egg, egg white, and so on. Yeah, but, but like I'm talking like a, just a full just on crack an egg in, crack there. an yeah. egg in there. Yeah, they would do that. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know the fear of that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not saying bring back drinks with raw eggs no, because exactly. I know they exist. And you're not that. And keen you can on make them, one. Yeah. You can make one yourself. I'm saying the fear. Yeah. that we have because are you the, only, the of... only reason people are afraid of raw eggs is because of salmonella. Yeah. Right. And salmonella strikes like what? So rare, and then once it every really like matter, yeah. once every two million people. It's like, yeah, and it's tiny. It's tiny. The chance is tiny. I mean, here, here's the thing: the the egg thing is people who keep eggs in the fridge. The eggs in the fridge thing, I just don't get. Oh um, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. What's that? Well, in America, the 
eggs in the supermarket are stored in the refrigerated section. Yeah. No, I'm aware of this. And that's because they are scrubbed. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Yes, I've heard this. Because yeah. people yeah, – you know, I say like this like yeah, I know yeah. it. Yeah. This is, I've like just been told this as well. Yeah. I, this could be completely wrong. But they're scrubbed. I do know that like over here, you'll occasionally get a little tuft yeah. of uh, a little, something little, yeah, a little, a little. or a little smudge yeah. of something. And Americans are so squeamish about stuff like this yeah. and want all of their food to be, you know, just like hermetically sealed that uh, we, you know, that there's a um, – Yeah, they, they – That they, I, that I they have to – so when they scrub it off, there, there's, a, there's a sort of invisible protective layer around the, the force egg. field, if you will. Yeah. Well, sort of like when people take showers, they uh, – The derma layer, yeah. They, the the c- sebum – the layer of sebum on your skin gets destroyed. It's sort of like that. When the eggs get scrubbed off, they don't last nearly as long. No. They go bad quicker. So it's just become so a thing. And so I was very confused when I came to this country yeah. because I was looking for the eggs in the supermarket. I was like, where, where are they? And they're like, oh, over there, like next to the bread. But the really weird, like, thing, what? Here, really weird thing I find over here is nearly everyone I know buy the eggs in the supermarket, which aren't refrigerated, <laughs> and then refrigerate them. Yeah. And it's like, because in the end, it's a better cupboard than my actual cupboard. My actual cupboard is full of tat and things will fall on the eggs in my fridge. They'll probably well, be there's safe. there's something to that. Yeah. And, there's, and, there's, um, and there's nothing... Nothing wrong with doing it, although it, it makes it... When you're, when you're cooking with them, you've got to get them up to a temperature. It's difficult to... That's right. When you're boiling an egg, it's not three minutes. That's right. It's in the fridge. That's so, right. Uh, it's important. But so why do people refrigerate them here? I mean, is it it's purely for the, for the, cupboard, the cupboard thing? I think it's the cupboard spacing. Yeah. And fridges come with those little egg holders and stuff like that. That's what I reckon it is. Yeah. But I can't think of any other reason. And the only reason they come with those cup holders is because of economies of scale and they sell the same damn so America, fridges to Americans. Europe and wherever, yeah. We, we, we ruin everything. Oh, I, don't, I wouldn't blame yourself, but I, I, I think you're, uh, the thing that you've lost is that is that gung-ho attitude to be able to eat what you want without worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. just come on. It's just food, just man. Just come on. Have a, have, you know, what is it called? Have a tartare. Yeah. Have a steak tartare oh, with steak a raw tartar. egg cracked right I over the top of it. I love a steak tartare with Mix raw it egg. up. It's beautiful. Eat I, it. I don't like to mix it, actually. I like to eat the raw egg off <laughs> yes. the top. I like to have right. that. If, right. I, if I can get the whole thing and just get it, let it wobble on my, on my fucking, <laughs> the little <laughs> yellow yolk into my mouth. Yeah, just a, a nice big chunk. And then, get the, and then whip the white into kind of a meat meringue. Yeah. That's a, that's a tasty thing, a meat We're meringue. We're just... You know, yeah. come on, do well, it. We're okay over here about that, I think. But I think, yeah, in general, we are too, well, we are too worried about food. Yeah. And, stuff like that. and if it's a, got a little horse meat in that tartare, it just adds to the, the flavor. The tartars love their horses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they're they're on the for steps it. with their big horses. Right, well, thank you very much for coming in. and Thank um, you. Bringing, it was a pleasure. Bringing, it was lovely to hear your story, particularly about the Bambi. That was a, a beautiful thing. One more song to go. Oh, uh, we're we're tiptoeing around ebony and ivory. We're tiptoeing around 1981. Man, it's been smooth slow jams since the start, hasn't it? As, that it has, yeah. Do you think we're gonna get any like I don't know? Let's see what happens. Maybe any any like Def Leppard, anything like that? What, I, I doubt it. But was it, what what number? We went to both ends. Let's go in the middle. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on Lost Property Office. Let's see what on earth this is. Okay, we can live with the model. 